What's going on, family? Well, today's Thursday. You know what that means. Of course, it means the faction. Powered by Bonnerfied Radio. Hope you guys are well. Happy Thursday. Happy New Year's Eve. It's the last day of 2020. Good grief. I mean, you could do a whole podcast on the last day of 2020. But I want to say thank you, as always, for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction. Whether you are following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show, we appreciate it. Or if you are uh, subscribed to our podcast on all digital platforms, we appreciate that as well. If you're doing all of the above, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. So there's a lot to get into. And I want to start by saying this. I think we're going to start next week with our uh, best of 2020 uh, shows and reflections. And part of the reason I think we're going to do that is there's just been so much current news in 2020 that unfortunately you kind of have to wait until it's over to really recap it. So we'll spend the bulk of next week's shows uh, in that. Space, but I wanted to come on today to talk about uh, kind of the aftermath of these tributes to Brody Lee. Uh, as we talked about on Monday, of course, the passing of Brody Lee, aka John Huber, aka Luke Harper, and um, you know, it has really been such an incredible outpouring of love from wrestling fans, members of the wrestling community, whether they are superstars, referees, um, you know, camera techs. It's just been really incredible to watch. And so I think the world was paying attention to how both WWE and AEW would handle uh, these tributes to John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee. So I want to start with the WWE's response, which they put out uh, condolences, of course, to John Huber. They reference him as Luke Harper. They would not reference him as Brody Lee, except for the WWE on Fox account, which that account is always on 10. And I love them. Um, Monday Night Raw was going to be really the first opportunity that the wrestling community and public had a chance to say something. And so Monday Night Raw began with, uh, you know, the generic I don't want to call it generic but it is what everyone has gotten um, the in memory of graphic at the top of the show Uh, there were a couple of veiled references by uh, superstars and announcers you know they started off with well it's Monday you know what that means Um, which has been a trademark for uh, Brody Lee Drew McIntyre did the same there was a yeah 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 reference by Alexa Bliss in her promo and uh, there was a Harper clothesline and a mention of that during one of the matches as well Um, but there was not the type of tribute that we saw for say a Pat Patterson a Shad Gaspard a Road Warrior Animal um, any of those folks who passed away earlier this year as well Uh, Let's talk a bit about AEW and how AEW handled this tribute all throughout the week. Very kind reflections from the folks at AEW, including, of course, them completely changing Wednesday night's Dynamite card uh, from what was supposed to be New Year's Smash Night 1 
to a full tribute to Brody Lee, a card put together by his son, Brody Lee Jr., also known as Negative One, including a dream match that featured his three favorite wrestlers in AEW, that being uh, Ten from the Dark Order, that being Cody Rhodes, and that being Orange Cassidy to take on Team Taz. Um, You know, the night itself was just... Honest to goodness, one of the best, greatest, most amazing wrestling tribute shows we've ever seen from start to finish. It was perfect how AEW handled Brody Lee from the initial 10 bell salute at the start of the show. All of the matches featuring the Dark Order um, tribute throughout the show that were heartfelt uh, to the retiring of the TNT championship. And I'm not sure how many people actually caught that. But, you know, they named, of course, his son, Negative One, the TNT champion forever. That TNT belt uh, is being retired. A new belt will be given to Darby Allen. What a gesture to give to this eight-year-old boy who of course stood outside the ring the whole time got to give a cane shot to MJF I mean it it could not have been any more perfect um perhaps the more perhaps the most perfect thing is if there didn't have to be a show right if if he was still with us um and so that's got me thinking right like I know one of the things that happens oftentimes in 2020 and in the wrestling community is we often do lots of comparisons and I don't know that comparisons are always appropriate but I do think you learn a lot about people based on how they handle situations when given the opportunity now let me just say this I think you know when we look and we have to go all the way back I think to Owen Hart in 1999 to look at what it takes to do a tribute show. I don't think that wrestling companies really ever want to do tribute shows, but you know, you kind of have to given some of these circumstances. And when I think about tribute shows, I think about Owen Hart, I think about the treatment for Eddie Guerrero, uh, which I still think are two of the greatest uh, tribute shows that ever happened. But I will say that over time, Um, particularly in these newer iterations of WWE, they've not done tribute shows. They have paid tribute to, but they've not dedicated a whole show. And even if you think about the uh, contributions of some of the people that passed away this year, be it a Shad Gaspard from Crime Time, um, Road Warrior Animal, uh, Pat Patterson, and I mentioned those three specifically because of their connection to WWE. Some, some might say, okay, perhaps the contributions of one may not have matched the contributions of another. Um, but I would say, you know, if you lose a member of your family, that member of your family deserves to be represented in terms of how they impacted you. That seems to make sense. And I know there are some who would argue and say, well, we don't look to pro wrestling to guide our cultural norms and our cultural mores. Okay, well, maybe that's fair. But we do also look to pro wrestling, quite frankly, 
to represent who we are as a wrestling community. So it has kind of been par for the course really ever since the passing of Owen Hart um, back in 99, that if somebody passes, we put our differences to the side, we put our proclivities to the side, and we honor this person based on what they've meant to us. So there was a tweet that came from a gentleman named John Thorne at John Thorne AIW, which I think really encapsulates a lot of how uh, I feel. And that is this quote. It's amazing what AEW is doing tonight for a guy who worked for them for 10 months, as opposed to WWE, where he worked for almost 10 years. Um, There are parts of me that feel like it's insulting the way that WWE handled John Huber uh, in his death. And here's why I say that. Because here's a guy who worked for you for 10 years. Here's a guy who was an employee of the company earlier this year, right? Um, In terms of how people leave, well, he left, uh, well, his contract was not renewed. He left the company as anybody else would. He was released and there have been so many occurrences. Look back at the ultimate warrior for crying out loud. Here's a guy who spent a career trashing the WWE. Here's a guy who uh, really only got back in the WWE's good graces, um, really when it came to the weekend of the Hall of Fame. And then he would pass away shortly after and he got tribute DVDs. He got, you know, all sorts of lengthy tributes and the like. And I'm not saying he's not worthy. What I am saying is I believe that somewhere in here, the WWE's value system has changed. And here's why I say that, because if you didn't think that Luke Harper was deserving of a tribute show and you didn't think that Road Warrior Animal was deserving of a tribute show. Someone who has been a part of the WWE family for a long time, whose brother is still an active employee of the WWE. Um, Why not Pat Patterson, the guy to whom the Royal Rumble is attributed, a guy to who so many pro wrestling concepts uh, in WWE are attributed, a guy who uh, by all accounts was the right-hand man of Vince McMahon. If he didn't get a tribute show, then I guess Luke Harper didn't have an opportunity or a chance. I guess, you know, there was no chance for Road Warrior Animal. And I think this speaks to a larger issue here. And that is this issue of the show must go on. Let us also remember that while there was a tribute show to Owen Hart the next night, that the night that Owen Hart died in a WWE ring, the show went on. They proceeded to do and continue a pay-per-view while a man died in the ring because, quote-unquote, the show must go go on let's remember that same said show is right now on the wwe network for you to watch right now that show is there but when you get a guy like chris benoit who in their mind did the unthinkable and please don't misunderstand me i am not excusing what benoit did but they look to erase his name from all of WWE, even after giving him a tribute show. 
My point is somewhere, some somewhere WWE's value system has changed to where now um, you're lucky to get a tribute video, but the programming must go on. The show must go on. I've got to tell you, as big of an NXT fan as I am, when I went back and watched that show last night, none of it really meant anything to me. I'm sure it might mean more to me next week when we get to New Year's Evil, but the fact that here's a guy, uh, John Huber, Luke Harper, who was a big instrumental part of the foundations of NXT uh, in the Wyatt family, the fact that there's no tribute there and there were no real even mentions of him uh, or references to him, that is concerning to me. I left last night saying AEW is an amazing company to work for because by no means were they required to do what they did last night um, and what they have done the entire time, protecting um, the health and the privacy of 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 Brody Lee and his family at his family's request, being there for them providing this opportunity for them to publicly celebrate their husband and their father with the community that he loved so much. Even the daring moments of them um, showing superstars from the WWE in their pictures, and I'm sure some are wondering how they get away with that. Well, let me just say this. If you are using personal photos um, that someone has taken, then you can absolutely use them, um, you know, as opposed to photos commissioned by uh, an organization. So I think they're going to be fine. I think if Vince McMahon chooses to sue them um, or chooses to try to bring some sort of injunction on them over this, I think, again, that speaks to the heart of Vince McMahon. Um, I just thought that AEW presented such a complete and perfect wrestling tribute to Brody Lee. It was beautiful. It was heart-wrenching. It was emotional. There was just all sorts of great elements involved that really gave us as fans the opportunity to understand his greatness. And so, you know, what's the future of tribute shows in the world of pro wrestling? Unfortunately, there have been so many tragedies in the world of pro wrestling that you have to consider these types of things. Um, as one who has done radio for years, uh, I know what it's like to put a tribute show together. Some have said that I do great tribute shows, and I hope that that's true. But for me, when it comes to creating a tribute show, it really becomes all about what's the best way to honor and reflect this artist, this personality, etc. Pro wrestling, WWE, AEW is all about storytelling. And we have seen both companies tell incredible stories about the people that are in their organization. What a great tribute it is to tell the story uh, of a person's life and their legacy. And so all of this to say, I think AEW did an exemplary job in tributing Brody Lee. If you missed it, you need to go back and watch it. I think it is just everything you can find it on demand on tnt um and on the tnt app it was just just amazing and i think wwe really does need to give some thought to uh how they are handling those who have passed on because certainly Brody lee was deserving of a, of a full tribute show pat patterson was deserving of a full tribute show um you know road warrior animal 
deserving a full tribute show and we could make we could make the argument easily Shad Gaspard deserving of a full tribute show I think it should be a norm that when you lose somebody in the wrestling community that the company that they've worked for should pay tribute to them I think it's only right and it shouldn't just be a graphic and it shouldn't just be uh you know some tribute video because here's the thing as a wrestling fan nothing else mattered to me last night I appreciated all that NXT did but none of it mattered it didn't matter and I love the fact that AEW didn't spend the time trying to force several storylines down our throats when it was really all about paying tribute to Brody Lee and giving these wrestlers and the community a space to grieve and a space to honor what are your thoughts on tribute shows? The irony that a tribute show would, or conversation about a tribute show, would be kind of our last foray in 2020. But I think it makes a lot of sense, certainly as we go into the future. So I want to tell you something really quickly before we go. I have spent a good deal of this holiday um, watching and re-watching um, the previous seasons of Lucha Underground. So there's going to be a show dedicated to my thoughts on Lucha Underground. Uh, I'm almost through season three. I'll get through season four, hopefully in the next couple of days. So I'll give you a, a readout on that. We're going to talk about 2020 at, at length next week, talk about our highs and lows, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then I want to hear what you'd like to talk about um, in this coming week and what were some of your highs highlights or some of the things that you'd like for us to discuss about 2020 let us know via social media instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show um we've got a lot of content that we'll be working on for 2021 for you we definitely look forward to staying in contact with you thank you all so much again for how you have supported the faction over these years and believe it or not 2021 marks five years of the faction this is crazy so be on the lookout we've got some great things that are going to be coming listen be safe be vigilant be responsible i know this new year i know this new year's eve is going to be unlike any others uh, no matter how you normally spend new year's eve whether you're watching the ball drop or you're out at a party some people go to church um, whatever it is that you do you probably aren't doing this year um, but listen take the time to reflect love on your families take a look at all you've been able to accomplish this year and let's get ready for an amazing 2021 until next time, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing from my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as the faction. We'll see you next year. Salute my people, here we go. Salute my people.